Hi, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of FTU, Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and today we have a short episode here on the pod. Um, I have no guests for today, so but today we're going to talk about um, several things, right? We're going to talk about um, other podcasts, right? How exciting is that, right? A podcast talking about other podcasts. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, my progress with the Chapter 31 um, through the VA and uh, also discuss uh, my journey um, with the VA, uh, with my claim. I'm also going to touch on a little bit, uh, again, I'm running for political office in 2024, and I have chosen to run as a Republican, and we're going to touch on why I am running as, an, as a Republican and as always, we're going to uh, talk about mental health and physical health. But that's where we're going to start, right? Mental health and physical health. Because like I said, uh, for me, this podcast is about helping our brothers and our sisters and helping them find employment, make that transition out of the military into, uh, which I guess what you would call normal life. So for me, um, the first steps that I had to take was addressing uh, the mental problems I had, right? And I, I, I don't hide that, um, you know, for about 10 years, I drank heavily and, you know, got into a little bit of trouble in Paraguay, got sent home, uh, but was, I was able to recover, fortunately, with the help of uh, my family. I was able to, to um, get over that and continue on with my career. But more importantly, with that, I was able to clean up my act and continue on with my life. So recently I've been contacted uh, through this podcast. I've been able to uh, get in contact with people that I haven't talked to in a few years. Right. Well, um, there was this one gentleman I hadn't, hadn't talked to in a while. I'd say seven years at least. And uh, so we exchanged phone numbers. And when he asked for my phone number, he, he looks at his phone and he said, what did I have you on my phone number as? Uh, oh, yeah, I think I had you in here as a uh, putito, right? If you don't speak Spanish, that's uh, rude. And uh, if that's how he viewed me, then that's fine. Okay, I, I understand. Or maybe I don't. I, it really doesn't matter. The point is um, I hadn't talked to this person in several years. So I gave him my number. I got his number and was thinking about, okay, yeah, sure, then we'll keep in touch and you know, I drove home, it was about an hour later, and I thought to myself, why would I want to keep in contact with this person? Um, they're still in the same place they were seven years ago. They have not tried to improve themselves. Um, and if they viewed me as that before, they most likely still view me as that. So I don't want them in my life. Um, so I blocked the number and then I deleted it from my phone um, because I just don't need that. And that might sound a little rude. That might sound a little selfish and Okay, it might be. My whole point to this is that I, my health, my mental health and my physical health is more important. So if I have to disengage from people I knew before, then that's what I'm going to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. So I know a lot of us feel that because we were in the military and we knew a lot of people that were obligated to still talk to them, but we're not. We're not. We're, we're out of the military. We don't have to work with them ever again. So you're free to speak to whoever you want to or not speak to 
anyone. It, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. And I want to make sure that we all understand that. Um, now, if this person called me and said, or <laughs> I guess they can't call me anymore, well, but if they uh, emailed me and asked for assistance, you know, trying to find a job or trying to find help in any way, shape, or form, I, you know, I'd help them out. I, I just don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to chit chat with them. I also had somebody else reach out and uh, their comment was, you know, I really miss a little angry man. It's like, well, you obviously don't know who I am anymore uh, because, you know, I, I addressed my issues and I'm not, yeah, I have, you know, I'm not perfect, right? I said it multiple times, we're looking for progress, not perfection. So I have my days, you know, some good days and I have some days that aren't, aren't as good. I still get down sometimes, but I found ways to um, deal with that now. So now I'm not trying to drink or I'm now I'm not carrying this anger inside me. But it seems like they still are. And so all I can do is say, I hope you reach out and get some assistance, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, when I was still in, I was talking to uh, one of the guys back at the unit, Bryce, right? And Bryce is a pretty smart guy. And, uh, you know, I respect Bryce and I respect his opinion. And he was talking about these uh, shots, right, that you can get in the neck and they help um, with the symptoms, right, with this uh, anger, this easily agitated feeling that we get sometimes. And I, I know other people who have gotten that and they say it's it works. And if that's what you need, if that helps you, then by all means, go and get it. I also know people, some people who are on meds, right, um, and... If that's what you need, then by all means, go ahead and get that. For me, I, I I feel that those are just dealing with the symptoms and not the cause, not the actual problem. So for me, I had to go to therapy. And again, Tracy, thank you very much for all of your help. Um, you know, I'm not perfect, um, but uh, making progress. And a lot of that was because you helped me out. So I'll always appreciate that. Um, but if you're out there, you know, just figure out what, what works for you. Um, I say that I went to this therapy and it helped me deal with, um, my mental issues, but it also helped me with my physical issues, right? I'm not as tired as I used to be. Um, I found that, um, uh, you know, I, I said that I was pre-diabetic and that's true. But part of the other thing with that is that before I used to go to the gym and I would work out for an hour and then I'd go run for anywhere between 60 and 90 minutes, right? So two, two to two and a half hours a day was taken up uh, just working out. And that was five days a week, right? I was taking in 4,000 calories a day and it seemed like I was just eating all the time. Um, and now since I addressed my issues, I, I don't really snack too much anymore. I don't, I'm not eating just to eat. I'm not eating to cover up these feelings that I had. Um, I don't know if this makes any sense to anyone, but that's what I did. You know, e eating sweets uh, made me happy, right? Eating these fat pills, you know, some pies or cake, it, it made me happy. So that's what I would do. But now that I address these issues, I just don't, you know, not really hungry. Um, so there's benefits to going and seeking assistance. I, I was, you know, this weekend was, this past weekend was Veterans Day and I was, saw quite a few things uh, on social media talking about, uh, 
suicide in the military and with veterans, right? Again, the 22 push-ups and all this nonsense and the suicide hotline, and they're seeing an up, you know, increased calls in the suicide hotline. For me, these are all good measures, but they seem to be a little late, you know, a suicide hotline. So call me if, if you're, if you're at the end of the rope and you're going to hurt yourself. Like we need to catch this way before. Again, the military is not really, you know, set up for this because it's a war machine, right? And not criticizing the military. Have, they have a job to do. I understand that. Um, but we're not in the military anymore. We're, we're retired or we ets So what, what I'm asking is if you know somebody who's out there who might be, you might be concerned about, well, reach out to them, call them, just check on them. You don't know how that's going to affect them. Maybe they feel like they're just alone. I know I felt like that a lot of times. I would be in a crowded room and I felt like I was completely on my own. Um, so what is it going to hurt? I'm not saying you need to try to be their, you know, psychotherapist um, because let's face it. We're not, we're not meant to do that. We're not set up for that, but you can call and check up on someone and just say, Hey man, how's it going? And you'd be surprised at how, how far that goes. Um, so, okay. So that's, that's enough about mental health, right? Cause it gets a little, little heavy. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, podcasts, right? This is a podcast to help veterans. Well, I don't know if you know this, but there are currently well over 2 million podcasts that you can listen to. So if I sat here and said, hey, my idea was original to get out there and help veterans, I'd be a complete and total liar. Um, you can just go in and look at the the category, uh, type in veterans, and there's quite a few podcasts that come up, but I want to touch on three. Now, uh, I recommend you listen to these, but you take what you want from them. I'm not trying to promote them. I'm just saying these are different avenues uh, because I try to get somebody on here who could help uh, uh, start, you know, provide information on how to start a small business, right? But people are busy. So again, everyone who comes on here, it's free of charge. Nobody's charging me a fee. And even if they wanted one, I don't have one to give you. So I'm sorry. Um, but the first one I want to talk about is veteran on the move. Um, it specifically, it, it's about starting a small business for veterans. Um, I looked into this a little bit, but again, uh, actually running a small business seems like more work than I want to take on. Um, so if you have a moment, just go into, um, Apple Podcasts, and you type in Veteran on the Move, and it'll come up, and it's about how to start a small business. And again, because I've mentioned it multiple, multiple times, uh, that uh, mental health is important to me. If you uh, go, again, go into Apple Podcasts, and you type in Drive On Podcast, this will come up. It's about mental health for veterans. And lastly, um, for VA Help, right? Veterans Helping Veterans Podcasts. That one seems pretty self-explanatory. So if you have the time, I recommend you go in and you just check these out. Um, what is it going to hurt, right? Um, you might get something out of it. You might not, but who knows? So just go ahead and check them out. All right. So I mentioned that I uh, applied for Chapter 31, right? This VRND um, program through the VA. So 
once I applied for it, I received a, a notice saying that I was accepted in and I was talking to Drew over the weekend, asked him if he uh, applied for it. And he said, no. And he said he didn't, doesn't qualify for it because, uh, you know, he already has a job. It's like, and what I explained to him was, you know, we all were veterans. We qualify for it. That if, if, even if you're in a job, maybe that's not the job you want to do. Again, this is not a zero sum game. Um, if, if I take this training, if I apply for it, it's, I'm not taking it from someone else. We, we can all apply for it. We, can all be approved for it. Um, so I have my first appointment with my counselor on Wednesday, and we're going to discuss how I want to proceed. Again, I, like I said, I'm looking into this data analytics training up at UNC Chapel Hill um, because that seems to be a job that's in high demand right now. So why not look at that? Um, so if you're out there and you're not sure what you want to do, if you're not sure if you're out and you're just hanging out and look into this because we've earned this. Okay. There are a lot of things that, you know, when I was in the military, I was given an award. I don't know. Did I earn it? I don't know. Who cares? What, what difference does that make? Right. But this, this, I know I've earned. So I'm going to apply for it and I'm going to make the VA tell me no, that I don't qualify. Why, why am I going to disqualify myself? I need to put myself first. Yeah, I know they're overworked, right? Because we have a lot of veterans who need help. Well, here's the thing. If I say, okay, I'm not going to do it. If I'm not going to apply, it's not like all of a sudden, wow, you know, we have one less. You know, now we can breathe. Now we're not overworked. That's not, it, they're still going to be overworked. So if I have to get in line, fine, I'll get in line and I'll wait. But you're, you're going to help me out because I've earned that. And we should all have that mentality. Not be rude, not be angry, but, you know, we should all have that mentality. We need to put ourselves first because if we don't care about ourselves, nobody else is going to. All right, so that leads me to my VA claim, right? So I don't know if I told you, but I, I filed it. And uh, so, you know, again, there's different stages, right? One, two, three, four, and five. Five, it means you're, you're good. So I was at stage three, and then last week, all of a sudden, I, I looked it up. If you don't have the... Uh, the VA app on your phone, I recommend you getting it because you can do everything from your phone. And it's actually a lot easier than going on the computer and using the DS login. Uh, but my move from, uh, what was it, category three back to two, right? It's like, how is my claim moving backwards? Uh, right, because like I said before, I received my unofficial notice back in July of what my rating was. So it should be as simple as just let's verify it, give him his notification and move along. But evidently that's not how the VA works, which is perfectly understandable. So again, I was officially out of the military on October 19th. I've called the VA twice to look up on this and both times they're a little surprised. And this last time uh, the young lady was, didn't have any answers. And I could tell that she was just trying to make up answers as she was going along, which is, was fine. And I wasn't demanding a date on when I was going to be notified or when it was going to be settled. I just asked, why is my claim moving backwards? And she couldn't tell me. So I was as polite as I could. And I just informed her, look, that's perfectly fine. Um, I'm going to call back next week. And whoever answers, if it's still in, you know, step two, whoever answers the phone, I'm going to light them up because I need an answer. 
I get it. You have all these people that you're dealing with. Well, we're all equally important or we're all equally unimportant. If you're going to work on their stuff, then you need to find time to work on mine too and have answers for me because I've earned that. I'm not saying to go ahead of the line, but you should at least have an answer for my questions. Or if you don't have an answer, then you can say, hey, I don't have an answer. Can you give me a couple of days? And then I'll email you. I'll text you. I'll call you. I'll send smoke signals. I'll send a singing telegram. I'll send you something in the mail, whatever. But I need an answer. And if you can't give me an answer, I'm going to call back. And then I'm going to light you up. Um, Fortunately enough, it didn't come to that. And uh, the next day, I'm not saying I had anything to do with my phone calls, um, but it went back to step three. Um, how long it's going to stay there. I don't know. It might stay there for another six months, but what I don't want to see is I don't want to see it moving backwards. Um, you, even though if you go on the VA website, it says that your claim can move between steps two and three multiple times and that there's nothing wrong with that. But again, if I don't call and show that I care about my claim, then nobody else is going to do that. Um, so you have to be proactive. You have to care about yourself. You have to make sure you take those steps, um, carve out some time to follow up on that because if you don't nobody else is is going to do it for you um and again the va's overworked so if you don't call and check check on it they're just going to say wow must not be that important okay so i want to now that we're done with that i want to segue into um again i'm running for political office i want to be the I'm running for state assembly in 2024 for district 45. Right. And, uh, my sisters asked me when, well, what party are you, are you going to run for or what's your party, your political party? Well, I've been re- a registered Republican for, I don't know, the past 26 years. So I'm going to run Republican. And if you think about it, that's actually smart because the individual who won, uh, she's a Democrat. So it's easier to, I'm not saying it's easy to win um, the nomination for your party, but it would be easier to win a nomination among, amongst a wide open field than trying to remove the incumbent. Um, so it benefits me to run as a Republican. Now, to be perfectly honest, if there, if I could run as the as an independent or as the American uh, party, I would because my political affiliation doesn't matter. Um, right now we're living in this crazy um, social media time and where it seems like the people, the extreme politicians get all the attention, right? And that's not who I am. I'm not out there. I'm not going to name call my opponent. Um, I just want to help the people in my district. Like I said, um, growing up in East LA, what we're there were really no role models. There were really no um, community leaders. I guess you could say the priests were community leaders, but even they were, weren't were very good. There was this one that I, I don't know how he was a priest because he just wasn't a very good person. Uh, but that's not re- that's a topic for another day, right? Um, so I don't know how many people actually, you know, went on and earned a college degree or – had a, what you would call a successful life in East LA. I know here in district 45, I was looking at the demographics and 
only 25% of the people in this district have a college degree. And yes, I know a lot of people are saying, well, college degrees aren't what they were, uh, what they were before. Maybe that you might have a very good point. However, if I out there, if I'm an employer and I'm looking for somebody to hire, am I going to hire the, the person who has a college degree or the person who has high school diploma, a GED or nothing? So I understand both sides, right? It's like, but we should be providing opportunities for our young people and encouraging them to find something. Um, again, not everybody wants to go to college, but you can go learn a skill, right? You can go to the community college. You can learn to be a machinist, a welder, a plumber, an electrician. You can go be a paramedic or an EMT. There are other things that you can do. Um, you don't have to get a college degree, but you should continue on. The idea that, okay, I graduated high school, woo, I made it. So what are my opportunities to either go work at Walmart or join the military? This is a big world. There are a lot of other things that they can do. And we need to provide them the information so they know that there are other things that they can do. They don't have to um, join the military, work at Walmart, or, you know, I'm going to college, but I have to get this, uh, I have to be really good at football or basketball or baseball so I can get this uh, scholarship so I can go. We need to provide them the information so they know that they can achieve their goals and they don't have to put their life on the line by joining the military. Um, again, not that there's anything wrong with the military, but when my daughter asked me if I wanted her to join the military, I told her, you know what, if you, if you ever say that again, I'm just going to, you know, Tanya Harden you and take out both of your knees. Um, so that ended that conversation pretty quick. Um, but along with that, you know, we have, we have a responsibility to our elders, um, to our senior citizens here to make sure that they're taken care of. Um, Cause I don't think they're, I think we kind of just put them off in the corner and ignore them. And it's a concern for me. Why? Because I'm getting older and I'm closer to being a senior citizen than I am to being 21. Um, to our veterans, they need help because if I have these issues and I'm sure our brothers who are in the Gulf War and Vietnam um, and even our brothers who are still alive from Korea and World War II, I'm sure they still have, I'm sure they have issues and we owe it to them to help them out, to reach out and see how they're doing and provide services for them. And along with that, you know what? Everybody in this district deserves to be better off than what they were. They need to know that somebody wants to help them achieve their goals. Again, I don't, I definitely don't want a long lasting career in politics because it's just not for me. I have other goals that I want to do. Um, but if I'm elected this time for two years and I'll seek reelection for another two years and then that's it, I'm out four years. That's all. That's all I'm willing to put in. Um, if I can't start to change the attitude and the community within four years, then I'm probably never going to do it. And then it's time for somebody else to come in and do it. Hey everyone. So, uh, yeah, so the first part of my, the podcast, I was recorded earlier in the week and, uh, I wanted to finish out the rest of this episode, uh, just to let people know what's going on with my VA claim. Right. So like I said, uh, the app and the, um, their website, it's great because it shows you updates on your, um, your, your claims, right? Well, the problem that I had with both is that, 
I mentioned before that the dates kept changing, right? Well, I have one claim in the system, but it was showing up three different times. Um, and if you've never seen it before, it's basically the little tiles. They're just like little blocks, right? And it was the exact same claim, just three different times. And it had three different dates. And each date was when it was submitted, supposedly. I had one from uh, June, and then one was updated to September, which got updated to October. And then this last one showed that it was updated to November 1st. Then it changed to November 10th and then the 16th, and then November 17th. So uh, I, I call it, I've called the VA uh, multiple times this week, and they again, um, the apps and the website, it's great because it uh, gives you a quick uh, view of your, of your claim. But when I had questions, you know, I didn't go anywhere else. I just went straight in, to the VA and called them. You know, they're... I'm sure they're used to people being very rude and upset and angry. Um, and I understand that. Um, so I just explained my situation. And honestly, most of the time when I explained it, it was not very clear. They were able to understand what I was saying. So um, good on them, right, um, for understanding my uh, just nonsense that comes out of my mouth sometimes. Um, but they helped me out and they explained it to me. And uh, so today I received my uh, rating. Yesterday I was notified that a letter was going to be sent out. I called them, but they weren't allowed to email it to me until today because that's the day. Today is the official day that it, it was being mailed out. Um, so they emailed it to me today and uh, I got my rating, right? And so there's a little bit of a change from my unofficial rating in July to now, my unofficial rating had something like 400%. This one dropped down to 350%. And so honestly, it really makes no difference. Um, my disability disability rating is still 100%. Uh, it's just some of the things that I was going to get 10% for uh, changed to 0%. But like I mentioned before, a 0% is it's still a percentage. You I was, you were rated, you were given something. And the reason why that's important is because I had, I was claiming uh, TBI and they said, no, I didn't have enough proof, but I can go in um, and file another supplemental claim if I need to, if my symptoms get worse, if my memory gets worse, if I have any problems, I, I can do that. Um, two, I, I filed uh, cyanitis, but they, uh, Gave me a zero percent rating, which I found odd because um, I proved that I was in Iraq three different times in that time period for the um, burn pits. So I'm not sure why I got a zero percent. Um, but as long as they give me uh, my meds, my Flonase, and my Claritin and my Benadryl when I need it for free, um, I'll be fine. Um, so the whole point of this is that, you know, you have to just stay on top of your claim. You know, there is a time period that you're going to have to wait and you have to be reasonable because, you know, it's just because you file it one day doesn't mean you're going to get an answer the next. But you have to stay on top of it because nobody's going to care more about your claim than you. And the people at the VA, they are overworked. And like I mentioned, I don't mind if I have to get in line and wait. Um, 
but I, I do deserve an answer. Just answer my questions. And every time I've called, they've been very polite and very professional. Um, so just be proactive. You know, it, it doesn't take much. You know, you can nowadays you can ask your phone to dial for you. You save the number in there. You can ask whatever it is, whether it's Alexa or the Google one or Siri, and they'll dial for you. So it really doesn't take very much. Um, so the other thing with that, right? Um, so my daughter, I wasn't given an award for her, right? And what I saw in the after I read the full letter, because the letter came out and it's like 60 pages long. So I'm not going to lie. It took a while for me. I read like the first three or four pages, which told me my percentage. And then I stopped reading until later on in the day. Well, what it said is that I filled out the paper wrong. The dates that I submitted were wrong. So I corrected the dates and uh, resubmitted it. Now, the problem with that is that uh, because I'm a hundred percent now, my daughter qualifies for chapter 35. So it's basically another form of, uh, educational benefits, right? Tuition assistance. It's just another way for her to pay for her schooling. Now, the problem with that is I can't get both. I can't get her uh, payment for, I guess, my disability payment in that and the Chapter 35. But Chapter 35, we're not going to apply for until next year. And so I called back to the VA and there, again, they were very helpful and they explained it to me that I could resubmit the 674 so I can get the payment for my daughter for this year all the way up until she starts school of August of next year and you know I can file for chapter 35 and once we're awarded that then just call them back and have that payment stopped uh, because you can't double dip and so I didn't know that so that that's awesome it's awesome that they explained that to me that I could get that money now now, for me, I understand, you know, the monetary compensation is great. And, you know, for some of us, it gives us peace of mind. And i and be honest, you know, I've mentioned that I have a job and I love my job. It's great. My boss is awesome. The people I work with, it's a great environment. I couldn't ask for anything better after retiring from the military. But I'm not going to lie that I was a little stressed. Um, not at work. It's just I didn't know when I was going to get word from the VA what my rating was going to be. Was I going to have to file any more paperwork? Was it going to take a week? Was it going to take six months? And that just added a little bit of stress. So although I've had a lot of things to do and been occupied and been pretty happy for the most part, this added a little bit of stress and just receiving that letter today just made me feel a whole lot better. And I'm very excited that basically this is done for now. Now, that monetary compensation, is it's nice. It gives me a little bit of peace of mind. But what I try to explain to people, and I explain to Drew as well, we've had this discussion multiple times. Um, you know, that monetary compensation isn't going to, it's not going to take away the pain that I have in my shoulders every second of the day. It's not going to take away the pain I have in my lower back or my hips. It's not going to help me with my memory because, you know, I forget. I just forget things. Uh, this past week, I went to uh, to dinner with a couple of my friends. Uh, one of them came in town and uh, 
Jesse. And it, it, it was just funny because we all wanted to sit with our backs so we could see the door. And it just, it was just hilarious. Right. So eventually somebody had to sit with their back to the door and they couldn't see it. And Juan, thank you for taking one for the team. Uh, but you know, there's no monetary compensation that is going to fix that. That's just something we have to deal with. And for me, if there was a way to, I would give the money back if you could just fix all of that. But I know there is no fixing that, right? That, that's, this is just how I am now. Um, my body's broken down. If you saw me, you would think, oh man, you're, you know, I've had multiple people on the podcast say like, man, you look so much happier and you look so much better. You've lost weight. It's like, yeah, I am happier and I have lost weight, but I've lost weight because I, I can't. I have to, I have to lose weight. Uh, I was reading something online today, uh, today uh, uh, from military.com saying that 25% of veterans are diabetics with uh, type two diabetes. That they conducted uh, this extensive research into this, like really spent millions of dollars on this research. All you have to do is just look around at all the retirees and you can see that people put on weight. Uh, it, it boggles my mind that we're wasting money on things that are obvious, right? But again, that's just the military, that's the government, that's how it works. So what I'm asking asking you is if you if you hear this and you're retired, just make sure that you're taking care of yourself mentally and, and physically. Um, because there's no amount of money that's gonna do that for you. There there isn't. It's like you're just you have to be selfish. I know that we all did, uh, you know. We served our country and we were told that we have to be team players and we put the team first. We've, we've been released from our oath. We, we're retired and it's okay for us to be selfish and to think about us first because we have to. You know, I don't want anybody who's listening to this. I don't want anybody who did any time in the military to get out and then you pass away a year or two years later because just didn't take care of your mental or your physical health. Like we're, we're better than that. We're more important. We deserve more than that. You know? And so if you're listening to this, please, please just go out for a walk. You know, I, you know, I love to run and the pain in my shoulders. It kills me. It, it just hurts to run. Um, so I tape up my shoulders, you know, I use my tiger bomb, I tape it up and then I'll go run. And, you know, Back when I was younger, about 18, 20 years old, I was dropping a mile in four minutes and 30 seconds flat, right? So I could run two miles in nine minutes. Well, now it takes me about nine minutes to do a mile, you know, maybe 10 minutes, maybe 11. Who cares? I just want to get out there and do something um, because running still makes me happy and I enjoy it. And, you know, you just want to stay active. You don't want to. You know, you just don't want to turn into a job of the hut. I mean, there's no other way to put it, right? Like, you don't want to be a big old blob. Like, so, so get up and do something. Go for a walk. Or get on the elliptical. You know, I, I don't know. Go uh, join the silver sneakers and do the senior citizen aquatic exercise. Just do something. And watch what you eat. I'm not saying you have to be on a diet, you know every second of your life, but, you know, maybe we don't have to have, you know, 
four eggs, some hash browns, toast, sausage, bacon, and ham. Maybe we could just have some bacon and eggs, you know? Maybe we could cut back a little bit here and there. So I'm not preaching because, you know, you know, like I said, I'm pre-diabetic, and I still sneak a, a chocolate here, here, you know, once in a while um, because I like it, and I'm not going to deprive myself of that. It's like maybe, but maybe I don't have to eat five a day every day, you know. So just balance it out, guys. Um, so on another note, I want to let everybody know that um, this podcast is basically. You can get it just about anywhere. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're Podbean, Spotify. We're on Amazon Music, uh, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes. Today, where I was just approved for Samsung, we're on Podchaser. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. And just started uh, posting uh, the audio clips onto YouTube. Um, I'm not doing Instagram because, again, once uh, we start up with the political career, uh, we're going to have an Instagram page. Um, so I don't want to have to deal with two of them. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was I wanted to say thank you to uh, my good pal, Richie. Um, he's the owner of Pineland Embroidery. Uh, he gifted me this beautiful, beautiful uh, like little sweater, um, but with the company logo. And it was a. Uh, it wasn't like on the T-shirts where it was just you know like a iron-on patch. This was a. It was embroidered on there. It's like I, I was just amazed. It looked exactly like the logo, and it was embroidered. So, it, if you have an opportunity, if you need some T-shirts or ball caps or anything, go online and type in Pineland Embroidery, and uh, reach out to Richie and. The quality of, of the quality of his work is amazing, and I highly recommend um, you just check out what he has um, because you will not be disappointed. And Richie, again, thank you, thank you very much. Um, this is probably easily one of the my kids don't count right. My kids don't count as gifts. I tell that to my wife. I tell that to everybody. My kids don't count as gifts. So, but this this has to be like easily one of the top five gifts I've ever received in my life. Um, so again, thank you very much. Um, so that's, you know, the um, government owned business that we're promoting today. Again, if you're in the Fayetteville area, um, you know, and you want to uh, find some souvenirs or something, or if you just want a nice little shop to walk into, go and in, walk into um, a bit of Carolina down in downtown Fayetteville, uh, Robin and, and uh, James, they're nice people. And you'll find something in there, in there you like if, if nothing else, you'll find some delicious uh, macaroons, macarons, however you want to pronounce it. Um, so, again, I just want to say thank you all for listening. I hope you have a good uh, weekend. Next weekend, it, or next week, is Thanksgiving, so we're all going to have two episodes. Uh, the first episode is going to be Julian, part two, The Return of the Marine. And then uh, the second one, I'm so excited, it's going to be my uh the episode with my daughter uh, so i'm very excited if it's i know my uh voice is pretty monotone and pretty uh dry uh so if you hear quite a bit of excitement that, that's the reason why um she's my champion and she's my hero so i'm very excited to have her on the show so all right hope you have a good weekend 
just remember you're special. Um, you're important. You do matter. Take care of your physical and your mental health. All right. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Zot, zot, zot. And roll tide.